0: This morning, we just heard the very beginning of the opening of the Gospel of St. Luke. And at the very beginning of Luke's Gospel, we just heard these words that Jesus returned to Galilee. How? Do you remember? You just heard these words. Were we attentively listening to the Holy Gospel being announced? Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. A lot of times, we Catholics get a bad rep for not really knowing the Holy Spirit, maybe not really moving in his power, or maybe not well known for being people of the Holy Spirit. And man, how this world could change if that was transformed in us. And so we find hidden within the readings that we have just heard at this Mass, three keys or three clues for us to become more like Jesus and to be led and governed and moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we want to remember the Holy Spirit has one job and only one job. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth, who will lead us into an understanding of all that is true. It is the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus himself from the dead. It is the Spirit who has raised up saints in every age since the coming of Christ. The Spirit has one job and only one job, and it is to make Jesus no. And so how is it that we open ourselves to be able to, mu- to be more fully one and moved by the power of the Holy Spirit? In the first reading, we heard from the prophet Nehemiah that rejoicing in the Lord must be our strength. Where is it that we go to to be recharged in the spiritual life, or maybe just in our normal lives, what is it that we reach for that like, gives us a source of life? Nehemiah rightly tells us, if it's not the praise of God, we will ultimately not open ourselves to be moved more and more by the Spirit of God. And so Nehemiah rightly points us to the importance of praising our God. And praise is such a beautiful gift that we are able to give God, because guess what? We're able to do it on the mountain peaks of life, like when we win significant AFC divisional playoff games. Jesus in your name, please. But we're also able to do it should bad things happen and we even lose and we have to accept defeat. Praise is something that empties us of ourselves and it invites us to focus on the one who is ultimately praiseworthy. Because he is not just something that is good, something that is true, something that is beautiful. He is truth, goodness, and beauty itself. And so he is always worthy of the praises of his people, regardless of whether or not we feel like giving him that praise. And praise, when we open ourselves up and we allow ourselves to praise the living and true God that empties us of ourselves, which opens us to receive more and more of his power. Praising God is a beautiful expression of humility. It's a profound way that we're able to say, you are God, you are amazing, you are incredible, there is nothing greater than you, and I want you in my life. Praising God is a beautiful means by which we open ourselves to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And what's the highest, greatest way that we praise the living and true God? Believe it or not, it's what we're doing right now, and it's, about, it's what we're about to enter into. Sometimes we come to Mass, and I don't know, maybe we're here just because we feel like we have to come for an hour every Sunday to appease God so he doesn't get mad at us, we so he doesn't splat us into hell, and then we can just kind of go out and keep living life however we want to. And as long as we're just, you know, showing up and by our presence appeasing God, basically that's good enough. A lot of times as a priest, sometimes we hear, you know, Father, I don't really get it very much out of Mass, so I just, you know, I just come when I feel like it, because it's not really that big a deal, and it doesn't really feed me. And sometimes I think that really begs the question of like, well, what are we bringing to Mass? What are we doing here? I mean, we don't come to Mass to read the bulletin and to play Scrabble or, you know, whatnot. Believe Believe it or not, we can see you, right, when we're preaching We don't come to Mass to do anything other than praise and thank the living and true God for his goodness, for how amazing that he is, and giving him permission to work in our lives to make us holy. The Mass is not about us. It's not about us showing up and being entertained and making ourselves feel good. The Mass is about him and us emptying ourselves in praise and thanksgiving to him for his goodness to us and that opens us to receive him in such a profound and beautiful way when he comes in Holy Communion, the importance of praise. The second key to us being open to moving and growing in the power of the Holy Spirit is by us allowing ourselves to be people who work for unity. In the second reading, we heard St. Paul tell us that God has so constructed the body so that there may be no division in the body, but that the parts may have the same concern for one another. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit of God is the spirit of unity who works to unite and bring together the family of God, who works to unite the Father with his children and the children with each other, that they may become one body. And you and I find ourselves living amidst a culture in a world that has sold the lie that division is an acceptable way for Christians to live. If it's division over our preference of sports team, Division over how to respond to a global pandemic. Division over political views, ideologies. Division is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Division is actually a sign that the Holy Spirit is not being allowed to work and to move in the minds and the hearts of the family of God. And so as Christians, we are called to be people of unity, people who choose not to carry bitterness, judgment, resentment, anger in their hearts, but people who resolve to be merciful, compassionate, slow to anger, and forgiving. We are called to be men and women, children of God, who work and who seek unity with our Father and with each other. And so where are those places in my life that I am content with division? Where are those places where I am fine with the family of God not being united? Because we want to do everything that we can to rid ourselves of the spirit of division, That we might be forces for unity in this time and in this place. And so God reminds us in the readings the importance of praise. The importance of people who strive for unity with the Father and with each other. And then finally, if this hasn't challenged you yet, maybe the last part will. The gospel, Jesus told us that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Most people in the church today have been anointed. If you were baptized, you have been anointed. If you were confirmed, you have been anointed. And the key in the spiritual life, the true fact of the matter is that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is the fruit of crushing. Anointing is the fruit of crushing. Father, what do you mean by that? The olives that are used to produce the oil by which you were anointed at baptism or confirmation, those olives do not become the oil by which we are anointed, If they are not first willing to be crushed. At this Mass, we're going to celebrate the Eucharist. We would have no bread if the grain refused to be crushed, to be formed into bread. We would have no wine if the grapes refused to be crushed, to become the wine that will be transformed into the body and blood of our God. At every Mass that we come to, we're invited by this beautiful mural at St. Michael's to remember the fact that we are called to be saints, We are called to grow in holiness, to grow in friendship with our God. Brothers and sisters, none of us, including Catholic priests, none of us will become saints. None of us will receive the Lord's anointing on our life if we are unwilling to be crushed by God and his love for us. So often in life, we have our plans, we have our way of seeing, our way of living, and we more or less kind of tell God, maybe even when we pray sometimes, Prayer for us is kind of like counseling God, encouraging God, drawing up maps for God, explaining to God how things should be. And at least in my life, there has yet to be a time when God turns to me and is like, you know, Father Luke, that's a good idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that. So we want to recognize that God wants our hearts. He wants us to empty ourselves out. He wants to hear everything. But at the end of the day, he is looking for people who are willing to be moved by him, who are willing to be so won by him that you could use the word that they are crushed that they lose themselves in seeking his love and in seeking his plan for their life. There are zero saints in heaven who lived a life that was unwilling to be moved, shaken, stirred, and crushed by God. And so we want to recognize that in order for us to be moved, in order for us to be won more fully by the power of the Holy Spirit, God needs to be able to have that awareness in us and in our hearts that we are willing to be moved, we are willing to be led, we are willing to be challenged. Ultimately, we are willing to pour ourselves out in love for him and his people as he models for us in the gift of his love that we receive at every Mass. And so if we can do these three things well, grow in the praise of God, strive to be people who work for unity with our Father in heaven and with each other, and allow ourselves to be crushed, to be inconvenienced, to be moved by God, to lose ourselves in the pursuit of Jesus and his kingdom, we also will come to know and be moved more fully by the power of the Spirit in our own lives.